after coming out flat again, this time off a bye week, but again with extra time to prepare. The Packers have shown they just don't have the answers right now to what ails them, especially offensively. And when it comes to their defense getting a clutch stop, I don't know, at a certain point, it's time to stop holding your breath. We talk about all of this on our post-game live show on YouTube. Let's go. You are Locked On Packers. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Go to FanDuel.com because today's episode is brought to you by friends at FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to kick off the season and you can bet $5 to get 200 back guaranteed. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. The Green Bay Packers don't have any answers, at least not right now, because if they did, we would have seen them. Matt LaFleur and this coaching staff offensively had extra time off the Lions game to come in and find answers against a bad defense. They came up with nothing. With an extra week to prepare for a historically bad defense, they came up with nothing. The answer on the first drive summed it all up. Run, run, pass. And it didn't work because they can't block. They can't execute. Matt LaFleur doesn't know whether to be aggressive or conservative. He was extremely conservative in the first half, a little more aggressive in the second half. They actually blocked people in the second half, which helped. Receivers are still in the wrong place at the wrong times. And I don't have any faith in this team to get it right. I have been at the forefront, at the forefront of the Matt LaFleur bandwagon. I said before the season, I thought he had a chance to win coach of the year this year. In part because I thought Jordan Love was going to play well in this offense. I liked the experiment that they were endeavoring. It hasn't worked. I had more faith in Matt LaFleur to put these guys in a position to succeed than he has. And, and I'm not absolving any of the players on this, but I am starting with someone that I expected to be awesome this year because I think he's an awesome coach, or at least I thought he was. I don't know that I think that anymore. And you can't tell me that Aaron Rodgers carried Matt LaFleur because I saw Aaron Rodgers play the last few years before Matt LaFleur showed up. 
And I saw Aaron Rodgers have his best season since 2011 in 2020 when they were running a version of the offense that has nothing in common. Not nothing, not literally nothing. But much more in common with the Matt LaFleur offense than an Aaron Rodgers offense. The best version we saw of Aaron Rodgers was running a, a stricter adherence to Matt LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay core principles. So I, I just don't want to hear that part of it. They, oh, Aaron Rodgers carry this team. No. Aaron Rodgers last year was part of the problem. He was not the only problem. He was part of the problem. And Jordan Love this year is also part of the problem. Also part of the problem. They can't block anybody. They can't block anybody. This was the one of one of one of the worst fronts in football. Arguably the worst. You 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 give away Randy Gregory. You give away Frank Clark. Zach Allen is the only guy with any juice in this pass rush. I kind of like Nick Benito too, but like he's 240 pounds. And they can't block anybody. Bottom five run defense, historically bad total defense, and you can't block anybody. And Matt LaFleur wants to run all these concepts where you've got two pulling offensive linemen. These offensive linemen can't hit the broad side of a barn on, on pull plays. They have not all season. What makes you think they're going to do it now? So remember last week we talked about Luke Musgrave and these tight ends and going, okay, put him in a position to succeed. But part of this, and maybe it was two weeks ago, part of this is you just got to let the guys go play. That's some of that is true. But like John Runyon Jr. is not one of those guys. We know what he can and cannot do. We know what Josh Myers can and cannot do. Rashid Walker cannot play in the run game right now. Like, they think Rashid Walker beat Yash Nyman in the preseason for that job. But he's been bad for two straight weeks now, and we didn't even get a hint of Yash Nyman in this game. We've seen Yash Nyman play much, much better than Rashid Walker. So there comes a time when you have to say, okay, I understand trying to, to develop these guys and let them win or lose on their own terms. But man, Josh Nyman is still a young player too, and he might be your best option at left tackle. He might be your best option at right tackle. Now you might be able to get Joe Alt or, or you know one of these elite offensive tackles in the draft right now because right now the Packers are looking at a top eight kind of pick. But why not just see? I don't think it's that big a coincidence that you you lose Josh Myers, Zach Tom comes in and plays center, and now you've got Josh Nyman out there playing right tackle, and your offense all, all of a sudden starts to look like an NFL offense. Now, Josh Myers gets out there eventually, and what happens? The defense, or the offense holding penalty, and you, know, you, you get yourself out of field goal range. I, I did not think that this game is proof that Jordan Love is bad. I didn't think Jordan Love played poorly in this game. The last throw, look, the Christian Watson throw was a miss. A flat miss. He's got him open, on time, now throw it. And don't throw it behind him. And then he gets hurt. You hope it's not a serious injury. On third and 20, no one else is open. Like he could have gotten the check down to AJ Dillon and picked up five yards. Now it's fourth and 15. Cool. Doesn't really help you. They called the play to throw that route. Like Romeo Dobbs 
ran his route to the sideline. To the sideline. To nowhere. Not to get open, to the sideline. And he turned knowing the ball was going to go deep. That call was designed to go there. So for the Packers, like, I, I, I don't, I don't understand why it looks this bad. Unless Matt LaFleur is just not as good a coach as I thought he was. Because I look around the league and I see teams doing more with less. I do. And this is a game, you know, ironically, Jordan Love's best completion percentage game of the season. He had a positive completion percentage over expectation. Still 0.3 EP per play. Like, that's a really good number. 0.32 EP per play is a really nice number. Generally, I thought he played with poise. He made some nice plays, some nice second reaction throws. But they can't, they couldn't get the run game going until the second half. And guess what? The offense took off. That's when you need your coach to scheme some stuff up, to give you some opportunities at something. Get the ball into Christian Watson's hands. Schemed up touches something. They don't know who they can give the ball to. And maybe, maybe Christian Watson's just not as good as we thought. Matt LaFleur, just not as good as we thought. Rasheed Walker, not as good as he looked the first couple of weeks. Aaron Jones, not as much of a panacea on this offense as maybe we thought. They got to figure something out. They got to figure something out here. Or it's time to start thinking about Drake May and Caleb Williams and, and all that stuff. All right, today's episode brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. It is fantasy football time if you're a Packers fan because your team is not, not really getting it done the way that you're hoping. And eBay Motors has teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for your daily draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you with players that are a guaranteed fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out this week as eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy pick of the week. Texans, rookie quarterback CJ Stroud has been on point as a pocket passer early in the season. Looks better than Jordan Love. Racking up the fantasy points with his passing while limiting the damage with interceptions. Through six games, he's only one interception with his nine touchdown passes. He's averaging over 277 passing yards per game. Has Jordan Love done that once this season? And in week eight, he draws a shaky Panthers pass defense that's fallen apart in recent weeks after facing bad QBs early. The Panthers have few answers for his key weapons, and Stroud will be comfortable to pick them apart for another strong fantasy passing performance. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same thing with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. With brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions do apply. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. 
Football season is here and Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On NFL Kickoff Live. Each Friday, we will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel, like Locked On Packers. Host Denitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts around the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live Friday at 2 p.m. East on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. So, where do the Packers go from here? Aside from just play better. They still have not found the balance. Running the ball, passing the ball. They haven't found that balance. I thought this was the closest in terms of just pure numbers. 31 passes, 32 if you count the Dontavian Wicks trick play. Um, and, and 29 runs. It was, let's see, 25 called runs to running backs. I guess 26 if you include the Dontavian Wicks end around to 31 passes. So game script wise, that's probably right on where you want to be. 31 to 26. That's a pretty good balance. But I, but some of the drives you go run, run, pass, like to open the season. That's just, that's just not going to, it's not going to do it. That's not going to work out. So, okay. Part of this is play calling. The Packers, have they run a successful screen all season? The throwback screen to Aaron Jones in week one. Since then, have they? They've tried to run screens 16 different ways. None of them have worked. And part of this has to be like tipping pitches. Like all of these defenses are not that smart. And yet they seem to be perfectly well-schooled on what's coming. So is it a formational tell? I have to get Dusty Evely on to talk about that. Is it a formational thing? Is it... Uh, are they leaving early? And so teams are able to get a read on it early. Are they just not, I think part of it is that they're just not blocking anybody. Like some of the, some of the blocking in the screen game has been absolutely a joke. Um, and that's part of the problem with this team right now, the offensive line, they have to play better. And so, you know, I, I Aaron Nagler mentioned something during the game, like, Hey, they, they self-scouted and they, they still put out this offensive line. And, and I pushed back and I got, I got pushed back from Packer fans about it. I said, well, what, who, who, what did you want to change? Because I, I didn't feel like that was the problem. Rashid Walker was, was playing inconsistent. The run blocking is a problem, but the run blocking was not good last year either. Uh, when, when you have Aaron Jones, that's okay. The Packers actually run blocked a little bit better in the second half. They averaged 4.7 yards per carry in this game. Emmanuel Wilson having a 14-yarder at the end of the first half. Goosed those numbers a little bit, but Jordan Love had a couple nice runs as well. I, the run blocking is just not good enough. It's just not good enough. And and I don't know how that improves unless you say there was going to be changes offensively. And, and I am sympathetic to this idea of get your best five on the field. I think Zach Tom is best at right tackle, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to go. Maybe that has to change. Now, if it were me right now, I would be looking at saying, okay, I know Yash Nyman, whatever he's had some disagreements, I guess. With the, his coaches, I'm not really sure what's going on there. But we've seen Yash Nyman play at a higher level than Rashid Walker has for the last two weeks. Rashid Walker played really well the first three weeks of the season. Held up really well against Chicago. They don't have any edge rush. Atlanta, I guess David Bakhtiari played against Chicago. Atlanta, they don't have a pass rush on the outside, really. Against the Saints, they do. They have guys. He played well. 
but then has struggled. Struggled against Max Crosby, struggled against Aiden Hutchinson, struggled against the, all the Lions. So what is, what is happening there? Why not give Yash Nyman an opportunity? Why not see if you can move John Runyon Jr. to center and give Sean Ryan an opportunity at right guard? Because Josh Myers, I mean, that, by the way, that call, an absolute joke. I mean, they get, I know that it's not something that, that wins or loses you the game, but the call on Josh Myers is an absolute joke. And penalties were a part, were a story in this game. There are a couple that went against the Packers that were ridiculous. Not, not no PI on the first drive against Patrick Sertan, who's a great player, but that's PI. The Josh Myers head thing, like he did that 16 more times in the game and they never called it. Don't understand that one. This team is not good enough, not crisp enough, not, not fresh enough to make that all work and have the penalties. Now, let me just turn some of this around. Some of the negative energy, let me turn it around. Because things looked more bleak last year for the Detroit Lions than they do right now for the Green Bay Packers. That team was a disaster. They had a historically bad defense. They had an offense that couldn't stop turning the ball over, that was not executing well, that was not playing great football. Then they won a sloppy game against the Packers where Aaron Rodgers had maybe his worst game of his career. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers not being the problem, like that was a joke. And they started to click. Some of the young players on that team, an offensive coordinator in his bag, and they just got on a heater. And when the Packers start to roll downhill, they, that's when they look good. That's why in the second half, they get a little momentum. They can, they can get through all of this. This is such a young team. This is such a young team that I'm willing to give them time to figure this out. Right now, to me, this is not on the players. At least not the skilled players, the young skilled players. The offensive line is a different story. Because like Josh Myers and Elton Jenkins and John Runyon Jr., those guys have been around. This coaching staff has been around. This, this should have been a better group than it has been. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Not having David Bacciari is a big one. But right now, this offense being this inconsistent has a lot to do with the way it's being coached. Details in practice. Like, I, I'm, I'm big on the players have to go out and do the thing. They have to go out and make the plays. I'm still bullish enough on the talent that I'm not in the same position as I as I have been and am with the defense where I go, I look around and I see defenses do a lot more with a lot less than the Packers have talent-wise. And that's on Joe Barry. So I have to be consistent on this. I like the talent of the Packers offense. Now, there is a, a situation on defense where you start to go is the talent as good as we thought? And I think that that's true of guys like Devontae Wyatt. Quay Walker's starting to come along nicely, but Eric Stokes, let's see it. Darnell Savage, I think, has clearly shown the talent is just like not enough. It's not translated, and now he's hurt. Obviously, you hope he's fine. But at a certain point, you have to go, okay, the talent isn't quite what we thought. I'm not ready to do that with this offense because the offense is so young. Like Josh Myers, I'm, I'm over it. He's not what they wanted him to be as a second round pick. Not there. 
But like Zach Tom, I still think Zach Tom can be a very good offensive tackle. I still think Luke Musgrave can be a really good tight end. I think Christian Watson can still be a, a really good wide receiver. Now, he's got to play better. He's got to stay healthy and he's got to play better. He just does. AJ Dillon had to play better and he did. Jaden Reed, I think he can do more in this offense. Dontavian Wicks, I think he can do more in this offense. I hope we get a chance to see Tucker Craft more. And then Jordan Love. I mean, we're talking about what? Seven starts in his NFL career? It, it, I, I understand hearing people say, and you know, I, I saw right before we came on, our buddy Wendell Ferreira mentioned, you know, yeah, this is Love's first year as a starter, but he's not a rookie. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Basically, first year starter and rookie, it's not that different. And I've been saying this from the start. There's just, you don't gain that much from sitting and watching. You gain something. It's not nothing but you don't gain that much. Like Jimmy Garoppolo did not gain that much from watching Tom Brady. He's still just Jimmy Garoppolo. Aaron Rodgers was always going to be Aaron Rodgers. Sitting behind Brett. Now he, look, might've been different, but Aaron Rodgers is just like one of the five best quarterbacks ever. That's not going to be Jordan Love in all likelihood. Jordan Love is part of the group of players who need time here. And this has been a, a, a recurring problem for this offense where you're just not putting your guys in a position to succeed. I'm, I'm doing my best to not do what I've complained about Bears fans doing with Justin Fields and saying it's everything but the quarterback. It's not. Jordan Love is not playing as well as I thought he would play. Not playing as well as, by the way, he was playing early in the season. He played better against like the Falcons, he played better against the Bears. He played awesome against the Bears. The last two weeks, in particular, he has just not played as well as I thought he could. And part of that is Matt LaFleur does not seem to know whether he wants to just go let Jordan Cook or if he can trust the offensive line to hold up when they throw deep passes or if he can trust receivers where to be. It is everything right now. And this is just another one of those moments where you go the plan this was brian gudikin's plan you have to assume matt lafleur was in on the plan to have all these young guys second year players at offensive tackles on both sides now you expected to have david bakhtiari so that was not part of the plan you expected to have aaron jones healthy that was not part of the plan to have him hurt you, you expected to have christian watson that was not part of the plan he was hurt but you're still relying on so many young players that you just they are the mistakes are force multipliers in that last year you could let Christian Watson come along a little slowly because you still had Alan Sar, you still had Big Bob Tunyon and Mercedes Lewis and David Bakhtiari for most of the year and Aaron Rodgers, of course, Aaron Rodgers to get you in and out of trouble. Did he did he make the best throws? Did he make the best decisions? Nobody's still Aaron Rodgers. He's still going to be a master at the line of scrimmage and all that stuff. I I am now beyond where I think that. They maybe they thought they'd be competitive if they thought that they were just wrong. Now, again, all that being said, they lost to the Falcons in week two on the last drive. They blew a two score lead in the fourth quarter. They played well enough to win that game. They beat the Saints coming back from three scores down in the fourth quarter to win because Jordan Love. They lost to the Raiders 
with a chance to win the game at the end with the ball in their hands and they couldn't move the ball and they lost to the Broncos. They took the lead in the fourth quarter. They came back from two scores down, took the lead, defense gacked the lead and then they had the chance, the ball with a chance to go win it and couldn't. That's three games where they had the chance to go win the game in a one-score game and couldn't. This is what happens when you have a young team. Two drops against the Raiders last week, they could have won that game. And we'd be we'd be feeling very different about all this. So I am I am still willing to give the offense some time. The players, the coaches, no. The coaches are on notice. The coaches are on notice because, again, I see teams doing more with less. But the defense, they're not off the hook either. We're going to talk about the defense in just a second here on Locked on Packers. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Packers were one and a half point favorites in this one. Obviously, they did not cover that. And they wouldn't have even if the Broncos didn't win that field goal. <laughs> uh, so, you know, if it was 17-16, they still don't cover. So, um, I, I actually bet them at minus one. Minus one. Mm, Vegas. FanDuel. They're smart. They're smart, these odds makers. Right now, new customers can get a $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's the beauty. Even if you're wrong, you get the money back. $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. By the way, I was 4-1 last week with my bets. Uh, the, the app is so easy to use. A wine wager, betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, more teasers, parlays, all kinds of stuff. Visit FanDuel.com slash on to kick off the NFL season. I'm, I'm very, I'm very interested to see. Very interested to see if the Packers, Vikings opening line. Anyone have it? If you have it in the chat, let me know. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. All right, we can't get out of here and not talk about the defense. The Packers run defense is still terrible. 25 carries, 145 yards. And that's with two negative plays that the Packers made. 5.8 yards per carry for this Denver running game. Javante Williams, 15 for 82. And in the biggest spot, the Packers could not come up with a stop. And in, in the Saints game, they won that game, but Jameis Winston drove them down the field to win. The kicker just missed the kick. So the defense has now given up leads in the fourth quarter of two of these losses. So you can say, okay, the offense, all those things. But the Packers had the lead in the fourth quarter twice, late in the fourth quarter. The Packers took the lead in the fourth quarter with eight minutes left. All you really have to do is get one stop, probably. One stop and then sit on the ball, seven-minute offense. Packers could not get it done. You look at the Falcons game. They give up 13 points in that second half, and the field goal, six minutes left, that drive started with the Falcons. All the Packers have to do is get one stop. One stop, and it was two fourth downs. All they have to do on fourth and one at the Green Bay 23, well, they probably kick a field goal, but one stop. One stop, 
And if you get that fourth down stop, you win the game. So you can say, okay, there are three game-winning drives away from winning, but there are also two fourth-quarter leads away from winning two more games. The defense was supposed to be one of the strengths of this team. And the run defense is not fixed. And they still can't come up with the big stops in the big moments that they need to. Like that is a problem. And they didn't play, I don't they didn't play bad. They didn't play terrible in this game. Like the the Sean Payton, like they're good enough to attack Carrington Valentine over and over and over with Cortland Sutton. And then you bunch them up in man coverage, which I, I liked a lot of the things Joe Barry did. I liked all the penny stuff that they were doing. The five-man fronts, put five guys out there, run some games and twists, gets one-on-ones. They they pressured Wilson plenty in this game. I didn't I didn't think that was the problem. The the stat sheet is not going to reflect how much pressure Russell Wilson was under in this game. They got the ball out quick, and when they didn't, the Packers pressured Russ. But they give up a long run because they can't tackle. They could not tackle in this game, and so I, I just I don't know what they're going to do. And, and the answer probably is just, they're not going to do anything. This is what it's going to be until they find a new defensive coordinator. And right now, right now they're playing like one of the three or four worst teams in the league. That's just what it is. Look, you look around at the standings, like the, the, the Panthers are still definitely worse. The Panthers are terrible and they're going to gift the bears, the number one pick. Probably. I would have said the Patriots, but the Patriots beat the bills today. If you're listening to this live, I would have said the Giants, but the Giants won today. I would have said the Bears, but the Bears won today. The Seahawks, the Seahawks stink. The Seahawks stink. I mean, the Cardinals stink. The Seahawks beat them today. So the Cardinals. So it's the Cardinals, the Panthers. Those teams are definitely worse than the Packers. Who else? Who else? Definitely worse than the Packers. That's a bad place to be, guys. That's a bad place to be. Now, I, I still think that there is there is room to turn this around. But I, I, I am losing faith in this coaching staff to do it. I really am. And I have, again, I have been the, last year it was, yeah, just give Joe Barry some time. Let these guys get healthy. They've come up in the big moments. And I've, I've been the number one Matt LaFleur supporter. I think Matt LaFleur has not helped himself. I mentioned Wendell Ferrer. He wrote a great piece about how one of the big ways that, that LaFleur has differed from his play callers brethren is he does not hire assistants as well as they, those guys do. Like, I don't, I, I'm, I'm unimpressed with Adam Stenovich right now. No one's impressed with Joe Barry. Meanwhile, you know, the 49ers, just churn out. They lose Robert Sala, D'Amico Ryans. Oh, they lose D'Amico Ryans. Oh, we'll hire Steve Wilkes. And just keep churning out really, really high-level defenses. Oh, Sean McVay, let's just, like, let me lose all my coordinators. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Now they have Matthew Stafford. It's a little different. But, like, the 49ers have Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's not that different from Jordan Love. He's really not. Look at the stats. He's not that different. Play style, not that different. They have the same number of turnover-worthy throws. 
by percentage. And Jordan Love has more big-time throws. 49ers have a better play caller, a better coach, and better skill talent. So again, I, I, this is this is turnaround-able for the offense because I, I still am a fan of the talent. It's the coaching that needs to get better. And, and part of that is that, that the, they have to put the players in better positions, but the players have to make the plays. Romeo Dobbs had two drops in this game, one touchdown and one, one a big play. The touchdown just happened to ricochet into the hands of Jaden Reed. But the coaches are not doing enough right now to help these young players prepare for the game and be put in a position to succeed. I, I, I cannot lay this game in particular at the feet of Jordan Love. I understand the last two plays are going to be what we talk a lot about. I will not do that because, like, number one, it shouldn't all come to that. Those were bad throws. I admit those are bad throws. But I thought overall he played fine in this game, and they were just, there's nothing that he can do about some of this stuff. The offensive creativity, the, the bad blocking, the inconsistent running game, I don't know. I don't know, guys. I I I I like hate to say that even. But if I knew, the Packers would probably be paying me a lot of money to do it. So we'll be back tomorrow. Get you ready for Packers Vikings as the Packers try and figure out what's going on with their lives. What what are they? Who are they? We are not doing the talk about the the draft yet. Not doing that yet. Can't do it. Can't do it. We'll get there eventually, but can't do it right now. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you'll find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live on our YouTube page, like a lot of people are right now, come subscribe to our Locked on Packers YouTube page so you can stay Locked on Packers.